Get Real with Lisa Crown podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate it. Got to have a heart full of gratitude for my listeners. So thank you so much for being here. You know, my podcast today is about the three F's, the three F's that salespeople are struggling with. So if I were you, I'd get a paper and a pen. That way you can write down a little bit of where I've gotten this thought process to do a podcast on this, like why in each one of these categories and then solutions in each one of these categories. So the first one that I want us to break down, the first F is fear. So there's three. So just so you know, the three categories are fear, focus, and follow-up. The three Fs. And we're going to start with fear. Fear has become severely, severely debilitating for salespeople. First and foremost, I don't think people are honest with themselves about how much fear they actually endure in their job. Some have it more than others. The ones that don't have that much of it, you're very lucky if you're not in that arena. Some people really suffer from it. It really holds them back. You know, there are, I I mean, just countless of conversations I have with people that I work with that it keeps popping up and it comes in other forms. Sometimes it comes in an overthinking form, you know, that they're actually overthinking, which actually breaks down when you really cut it down, it leads to fear. You know, some people don't understand exactly what scares them where that fear is coming from. So like breaking that down is really critical. And we'll get to that in the solution piece. Another one is creating a false story. Oh my God, that person's never going to use me. Oh my God, that person's so busy. I can't go talk to them. You've created and concocted this false story in your cranium that's actually holding you back. And now there's this like, you know, like fear that's not real. Actually, the acronym for fear, I don't know if you know this or not, but fear broken down is false evidence appearing real. It's so true. Really think about that. I'm going to say it slower. Fear's acronym is false evidence appearing real. So it's not even true. I don't want to perform or conduct a day or show up to something that's false, that's not real. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that because that would just hold me back constantly. You know, it's very easy to concoct a story. What you have to do after you do that story is say into your brain, is that true? Oh, I'm getting into solutions. Hold on. Let's stay on the list here. Another one is lack of confidence or belief in yourself. We have fear because we don't think we're good enough. Let's get down to it. Let's really shake this thing to its core. We don't feel like we're good enough. And we have a lack of confidence around what we're about to do. Is it presenting? Is it a one-on-one with a big mega producer? Is it just straight prospecting people? Something is not confident enough in you. And that's where it creates that fear around. Because if you were super confident in what you were doing, saying, offering all your rebuttals and all that stuff, that fear would go away. So my thing is tap into that. Another solution. Tap into that. What is the thing that creates the lack of confidence where you're insecure? What are you insecure about? You should write that down. You know, um, the other thing is, is the identifying how much fear holds you back. I watch people not play to their full potential all the time. It's frustrating for me as a coach. I'm not going to lie because I see it in people If I could see your it factor, it's time to activate that bone and do something about it. It's there, but fear gets bigger and gets louder and gets, you know, it starts just to control situations and take over 
And then you lose your opportunities. A lot of people, I don't love the word failure because I just don't think it's fail. But I, let me say quit because I don't, I don't love when people quit because I think they give up. But people quit or they give up or in essence, I guess, fail to their perspective um, all over this whole little teeny four-letter word called fear. Here's my thing. Fuck fear, okay? Um, it's, it's definitely haunted me in my life. I'm not sitting here like, I never had fear. Oh, no, I did. I definitely did. I did when I started out my career. I did when I moved into being a full-time coach. There's definitely parts and pieces where fear rears its head and you got to do some things to create solutions around this debilitating thing in your life, holding you back from reaching your goals and achieving the success that you've envisioned. We all get the right to have that type of success, but there's definitely roadblocks and obstacles and hoops and things that we got to jump through and work through to get where we want to go. So here's some solutions. I gave you a few. I gave you a few along the way. Just kind of was fitting at the part. But here's just some things. Number one, you got to write down what scares you. On a list by yourself that nobody in the world's going to see but you. Because you have to be honest with yourself. When you are in denial about what you're scared of, you're like, I can't believe I'm going to write that on the paper. That like, I'm scared to just call someone. That I can't write that. Sure you can. Write whatever is true for you. Just because your colleague or your friend or somebody else on, on, you know, in a coaching team or something isn't, doesn't have that fear, it doesn't mean it doesn't get to belong to you. Like own it. First and foremost is owning the things that create, you know, that, that, those fears for you. Um, writing it down. The other thing is you might want to like look into fear. Look into fear through meditation. Look into fear through books. What was the name of the book? Fearing Nothing by Michael O'Brien. That was a good one. So you want to find a book to read and understand fear. You want to listen to podcasts that talk about fear, um, you know, and really understanding like how, you know, to overcome the fear. And that's where I was saying earlier, like having the knowledge around what your insecurities are having the, the, the tool to say, wait a second, is that 100% factually true? Like if I said to you, what color is the sky? And you said to me, it's blue. I'd go, how do you know? Look up, right. You have proof. So if you're in your head going, that top producer will never use me. They've worked with their title rep for 20 years. There's no way I could go talk to them. Is that true? Yeah, they have worked with their rep for 20 years. Okay, great. But are they never going to work with you because of that reason? That's not a true statement. And so many people stay away from those types of realtors because they're like, oh my God, they've been with them for, they'll never use me. That's where you need to work on your confidence and your offerings and your value proposition and what you're doing to gain momentum to get in front of them to have a really good, healthy meeting and let them make the decision who they want to go with. But you got to go down trying. You know what I'm saying? The other thing about fear is the fear of making a mistake and screwing it up and failure and, you know, really, uh, you know, dropping the ball or, or it just not running as smoothly. I, I run the risk of doing that in this podcast right now, but I'm going to keep going because I'm not going to allow if I, God forbid, make a mistake or a line doesn't click or I spun out, fear me from putting out a podcast. 
So I'm just going to go for it. Don't be attached to making mistakes. If you do, just own it. People appreciate real people. You know, they appreciate the realness because they, they, that, that, that's connection. That's where people build relationships. So don't try, try to be someone you're not. If you screwed it up, screw it up and own it. Like, hold on, let me rewind. I didn't say that right. Hold on, take over. Okay, here I go again. You see what I'm saying? Like, just own that in that moment. So for example, let's say your fear is around prospecting. The only way you get better and stronger in prospecting is if you prospect. I know, sounds nutty. Totally does. Practice, 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 practice. You've got to think of like a sports player. Like you're not a sports player, but you're, instead of being like a sports athlete, you're a title athlete, you know? And so you have to practice. That's how these sports legend gets, legends get so good at mastering their craft because all they do is practice, 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 practice. Prospecting is practicing. You're just picking up the phone. You're working on your spiel. You got someone on the other end. If it clicks and sticks and you get a yes for an appointment, hallelujah. If you don't, you learn from it. You either win or you learn. Okay. You just, that's the bottom line. I did get that from my podcast, interviewing those two MMA fighters, and I loved it. I'm stealing it. It's so good. Either win or learn. I love that. So you have to keep doing it. Now, let's say you call 10 people, you don't get any appointments. Let's say you call 20 people, you don't get any appointments. Let's say you call 30, you get no appointments. Wow, what great intel. Something's not right with your messaging or your rebuttals, or you're not combating the no. You see what I mean? Break it down. Let's go to the next level. Let's dissect that. Let's look into that. Let's tap into that. See what I'm saying? These are the ways that we can overcome it. I know presenting, do you know that some people would rather jump out of a freaking plane, probably without a parachute, than present in front of a crowd of people? A lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. The only way to do it is to start small. Get three people in a room and present. Get five people in a room and present. Get 10, get 20. Just build it up. It's a practice, you know? No one's looking for perfection. It should never be what you're striving for because that in itself creates a lot of extra energy. You know, my podcast is not perfect. I'm not striving for that. Not at all. All right? We just, you're just going to go for it. And you're going to do the best you can. You're going to bring your flair and your energy and Go out there and, and, and shine, you know? I'm doing my, the best I can right now to shine on this podcast. That's it. I can only do the best I can. It's either going to click and stick and it's going to inspire somebody or it's not. I'm going to take that risk. I'm okay with it. And that's where you have to be when it comes to fear. Let's move on to the next one. The next one is focus. The next one is focus. Let me tell you something right now. National breakdown with salespeople in general is lack of focus. Why? Because everybody is really shows up to the derailment mode party. Let me tell you, right? <coughs> They're the front line. People get derailed constantly. Distracted, distracted. Squirrel, shiny object. Come over here. Look at this. Bring, ting, ding. Oh my God, I got to get it. Oh, that's a client. Oh, there's a target. Oh, I called that guy earlier. He's coming back. Oh, oh, oh. Just this constant social media. Oh my God, check out what so-and-so's doing. Check out what so-and-so's doing. Do, do, do. People walk in your office, come in, spiel, spiel, talk, talk, show, pictures, video. Next you know, it's been an hour. Sound familiar? Derailment mode is legit. It's a real deal. And it throws you off your game. Focus. If you want to have an edge on salespeople in your territory that you compete against, get focused. They're not. So get focused. Trust me when I tell you, you will have an edge if what you do and, and pay attention to right now is focusing. 
Okay. Um, there's a lack of attention span, you know, where we're doing something and we get a little like ADD or bored or like just need another thing to stimulate. Some people have that seriously going on. We all do. I really do think if you're in sales, we all have a little bit of ADHD. We just do. We are definitely adrenaline junkies. We're definitely drivers. We like want to move and shake, make it happen. We like results now. So we lose focus. What you don't realize is the focus is such a critical ingredient for finishing tasks, for successful prospecting, for really maxing out calling on offices. I mean, the focus, getting your gratitude out with your thank you notes, doing your posting on social media, really doing the parts and the pieces that make us successful in sales. It's like, it's required. Another thing is people are... Um, kind of over-promising, you know, like over-promising. So now all of a sudden we're doing all these extra things that really spin us out from staying focused on what our ultimate goal is, right? We got to really remember, what do you ultimately want? And if your want is not so loud, I think I did a podcast called, what do you want? Because if your, if your want isn't screaming and loud to you, it's just, it's, it's not clicking. That's not a good want for you. You have to have something that's like so crystal clear that you're not sitting here over promising to the world. You're really kind of honing in so that you could stay, you know, focused on what you do, what you offer. I mean, extra is cool, but not if it spins you out and you lose a lack of focus. Um, not focus. Also, another issue I see is people not respecting their schedule, right? So you have an appointment with yourself to prospect, but it's like, I have a chance to go to this event last minute. I'm going to go, I'm going to blow myself off and I'm going to just, you know, go to this event. It's like this lack of respect for their schedule. Oh, my timer went off, but who cares? I'm just going to spin out and go do this over here. I'm going to watch a video. My cousin sent me something and you know, this and that. So I think there's just this lack of respect for your schedule. Like your schedule is gold. Okay. If no one's told you that coach is here to tell you your schedule is gold. Protect that shit. Okay. That schedule is the technical roadmap to get you where you say you want to go. Okay. Uh, I mean, let me tell you another lack of focus, adrenaline, these adrenaline junkies out there, you know, they just, they're rushing everything through and bings and tings and stop and drop and roll to every request that comes in. Look, I'm not saying don't be fast with response and I'm not saying don't answer calls when they come in. I'm just saying you got to honor your schedule. You got to work on the, the, the task, which is focus. It is amazing the efficiency that takes place when we actually do focus. Um, The other thing I've noticed through people I've coached, like other people control their schedule. You know, they're making calls and like, hey, I can meet today at five. It's like this rep is willing to drop their entire life, any plans, any commitments, and go and meet with somebody at five o'clock. I wouldn't do that. I just, I'm sorry. I'm worth the wait. That's what you have to get crystal clear too, is it's okay to say to someone, you know what? Today at five doesn't work. I could do Tuesday at nine or Thursday at 3.30, which is best for you. That's owning your schedule. Don't think you're not good enough to be worth the wait. You know, that's another thing there. Let's talk a little bit about some solutions with focus. Um, Time blocking, I'm a huge fan. I mean, if you took away my time, blo- my time blocking, I'm a shit show. I mean, it's just the truth of the matter. Your day should really be 
have a beginning, middle, and an end. Like where, when do you start? What's going on the day? Where's your breaks? Where's your, you know, revenue generating activities? You know, where's your tasks that you're going to be focusing in on? When does the day end? Like your time blocking really helps with focus and you have to live for the victory swipe. If you've listened to my podcast in the past, you've heard coach talk about it. Victory swipe is a yellow highlighter that when you accomplish something, you get to give it a swipe, live for that shit, live for it. Because that will really, really help you control your day and remain focused because you can't wait to victory swipe. Like me, I'm going to victory swipe this podcast when I'm done with it. Can't wait. Just a nice little swipe right there on my day planner, right there on my to-do list. Feels so good. The next thing is timers. You got to set your timers. You know, what? how long does it take to do your thank you notes? Give it a whirl. 30 minutes, great. Bang it out. Oh no, I had four more to go, coach. So what? Book four more a different day. Because there's some people with this old habit, like I got to get it 100% done, but you don't. And then, or you learn that a half hour isn't enough. You have too many thank yous. You got to do 45 minutes. Okay, cool. Great takeaway. You win or learn. Remember? Um, your to-do list. You got to have one list that has all the parts and pieces of everything you need to do and focus on needs to be on there. You know, you can't just start winging things throughout the day. Oh, I remember I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to send this email. Oh, I got to send that. Jot it down to your to-do list. Stop living ping pong ball to every freaking request that pops into your cranium. All that tells me is that you're not organized with everything that's in there. Your brain should be blank because everything would go to a master list and all you're doing is victory swiping when you're getting things done. You got a time block for your to-do list though. Okay. Don't just wing it throughout the day and then not be productive with other things that are really important for your job objective. Let's move on. Last one. Follow up. I did a podcast called WTF. I know you, what what you're thinking. That means what the fuck kind of does, but it really means work that follow up. This is great. It's great for clients. This is great. Um, for, for you guys. I mean, it's just so important for sales guys. Follow up. Here's the secret. I'm giving you the juice, like legit, write this down. Juice city right here. Uh, fortunes in the follow-up. You want to take your business to the next level. You want more clients. You want to have an edge. You want to be number one. You want to get in the top 10%. You want to do 10 more orders, 50 more orders. You want a bigger revenue closing month. You have a lack of follow-up. It's the bottom line. It's what all reps do. They just do. Even the big producers, they just do. It's just, even realtor. I mean, people are not as efficient with follow-ups as they need to be. Follow-up is where the dough is. And you should have all the people you need to follow up on one document, unless it goes into two pages, cool, but on one document where they're in front of your face. Because every head on that, on that paper is an order, multiple orders. So you are saying bye-bye to deals when you are not circling back on these people, writing down the date, putting in what you're doing. You're either texting, you're talk to texting, you're doing a video, you know, you want to have good follow-up tactics with strong communication selection, right? Like to me, an email's a little weak. Sorry, it is. You want to get in there. They need to see you. They need to hear you. Like it's super important. And then document it. What date you did the follow-up. Make sure that the follow-up encompasses that first meeting. Hey, it was so nice to meet with you, Jeremy, last Thursday. I know we talked about your sphere of influence and my Palm One app and, and Core Fact. I noticed you checked off. I know that you were interested in a little talking about, you know, my title team or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, our farm packages, whatnot. Circle back. You got 18 seconds. I want to talk to you about it. Keep bringing that value in those follow-ups. Don't make them vague. It was nice to meet you. You need anything today? Don't make them vague. 
come in with a call to action because the reality is, oh my God, I'm already giving you solutions. I'm out of order, but it's okay. I'm going with it. See, wasn't perfect, but it's okay. I'm going to reroute this to make it work. Um, those, that is crucial that you really do have a set log and a set script and you're ready to go. You got to keep follow-ups literally in your schedule every month, either weekly or bi-weekly. It's a non-negotiable. Put that shit in gold. Literally go get a gold marker and write that shit in your day planner because when it's time to do your follow-ups, you're working on things that are going to bring in gold. Um, what I was going to say is the challenges with, with the follow-up is that, you know, meet with people, you know, um, you're, you're meeting with people and then you don't house them. You know, you're, you don't, you don't have a system in place to keep it nice and organized. That's where the lack is, is that's disorganized or you're like, I, I need to get to this. I need to get to this. And that was three, four five months ago. And we still haven't got to it. That's the problem. It's not housed properly. You know, you got a name over here. You scroll back to see that guy over there. They need to be on one document. That's the magic. That's where you really are going to have your power play. Um, you don't want to bug them. I get that with follow-ups. Like, you know, I just met with them and I don't want to bug them. That whole bugging people, look, people are not in real estate because they don't want to be bugged. And I don't even know if I really love that word. Do you bug people in general when you're not working? Like, is that who you are? Because I don't bug people. So I don't, I wouldn't say that. My thing is I'm a proactive, if I was in sales, I would say I'm a proactive salesperson. I'm in here to stay on to someone and show persistence and tenacity and show I care. You know, I want to be a rep that like, oh my God, is outworking my competition. And you get that literally from having a system in place. I can't help it. I keep bebopping back to the solutions because it's the answer, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, honest to God... I think also is a little bit of a lack of importance. I don't think people understand how critical follow-up is to their end game. I don't think they get it. I really don't. And with recruiting and with, you know, when they're hiring people, I think there's a lack of follow-up. And I think there's one with salespeople and people they meet or even salespeople with their maintenance clients, there's a lack of follow-up. The reality is, remember this, and I say it on other podcasts, but your clientele is on somebody else's target list. You got to protect your prey. So follow-up with those guys is very, very important. You know, don't underestimate the power of following up. It is critical, so critical. So today, let's just circle back. The three Fs that salespeople are struggling with is fear, focus, and follow-up. Can you imagine if you got one takeaway out of this whole podcast, what shift it would create for you in your business, let alone if you got multiple? Take the things that you're hearing and you're learning and put them into play. No better time than now to create a shift in your business and try things different. Look, if it's not working or your orders aren't growing, that's because something is wrong with the, with the, with the chain, right? Like you're, you're off the chain somehow. Something came off. Like your system isn't running. It's not running and, and moving where you are being, you know, proactive and productive, right? So important. Um, so anyway, take, take a listen out of it again. If you need to write down some of the things that are getting in people's way, it's like good to identify that. Cause then you can see, gosh, this is really getting to me. And then write down some of those solutions because there is an answer to fix having and being stuck in fear or a lack of focus 
or really being behind the eight ball on the follow-up. You can do it. I'm telling you right now, it's a game changer. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, DJ, kick us off something really uplifting because we've got some things that we're going to be working on so that these three Fs are not something that we're struggling with. Thanks and have a great day.